Welcome back to the Fundamental Hour. This is our last week in our series on the subject of tongue speaking. And as we have said to you before in our previous seven lessons, the practice of tongue speaking influences many aspects of our church services. Some events or practices that often are experienced in some churches are someone speaking in a language that no one else understands, people being confused as to what is being said and done in the church service, many going along with these practices because they think something spiritual is happening and they just don't understand it because they're somehow inferior to the others who are more spiritual. And many people being discouraged because they're not able to perform these so-called miracles or they have not been given these so-called spiritual gifts of speaking in some kind of language that people don't understand. And what we have seen in our previous lessons, we have demonstrated to you that unknown tongues are foreign languages and they're not to be spoken in the church unless there's an interpreter. We have shown you from the scripture that there's no such thing as a heavenly prayer language and that the idea of someone just blah, 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 speaking in some language that God gives them is not biblical. And today, this is going to be our last week, and this will be, uh, we'll finish up teaching some truths from 1 Corinthians chapter 14. But I want to teach you the primary reason why we have church services from chapter 14. And I want to help you with some rules that chapter 14 gives us concerning what goes on in our church services. And we'll begin in verse number 3. The Bible says, But he that prophesieth speaketh unto men to edification and exhortation and comfort. Now the term prophesieth, it is when someone is speaking by inspiration of God, someone is, being, is giving truth, God has told them something that is true, now, at this time in the New Testament, they didn't have all the Bible at that time. And men were still speaking by revelation from God. And when they would speak to the church, as they gave truth to the church from God, it would edify, exhort, and comfort the church. This is the purpose of church services is that God's people would come together and be edified, exhorted, and comforted. What's that mean? Well, to edify means to take words and to give instruction that will aid and help someone in their Christian life. To exhort is the idea of motivating and encouraging someone with your words. And to comfort is uh, saying something to someone that helps them deal with the difficulties that come in life. The Bible says in verse 31 of 1 Corinthians 14, For ye may all prophesy one by one, 
that all may learn and all may be comforted. So when someone spoke to the church, when they prophesied to the church, it had to be in a language that the people could understand. And it was for the reason of everyone learning and being comforted. So according to these verses, the purpose of a church service is that we may learn and we may be comforted. Now the question comes, how do we accomplish this learning? How do we go about teaching people in church? How do we go about comforting people in the church service? Or I should say, how do we make sure that our church services are accomplishing this task of learning and comfort. The Bible says in verse number 40, it says, let all things be done decently and in order. What does verse 40 teach us concerning the nature of our church services? What is verse 40 teaching us about how our church services should be conduct, conducted. It's telling us that they should be decent and they should be in order. When we look at verse 33, it says this, For God is not the author of confusion, but of peace, as in all churches of the saints. In all churches, there is to be no confusion but there's to be learning, there's to be peace, there's to be edification, exhortation, and comfort. No confusion. Confusion does not bring peace. Confusion does not build up. Confusion does not help. Confusion does not comfort. Can we all agree that when you are confused, that does nothing to help you or to aid you, or to bring peace in your heart. If you've ever gone to a school, and you sat in a classroom, and the teacher was teaching something, and you didn't understand it, what happened to you? You began to get anxious. You began to worry. You began to worry that, that you're not going to be able to score well on your test because you were not understanding what was being said. You were confused, and confusion never helps the person that is confused. And God says that our church services are not to be confusing, but they're to be decent and in order. So if we're having godly church services, then there will be no spirit of confusion. Have you ever been to a church service where there was a confusing environment? More than one person talking at a time. People speaking in languages that they don't understand and that you don't understand. People who have lost control of their bodily functions, lost control of their voice. This is confusion and it's not of God and it's not allowed according to 1 Corinthians chapter 14. Let us learn some more rules regarding church. In verse number 9, the Bible says this, So likewise ye, 
except ye utter by the tongue words easy to be understood, how shall it be known what is spoken? For ye shall speak into the air. God says if you're talking in a language that's not easily understood, how does anyone understand you? You're not speaking to anyone. You're just talking into the air. This is confusion. This is not right. This is not of God. And this is not allowable in a church service. It is forbidden by the scriptures in a church service. Verse 27 says, If any man speak in an unknown tongue. Now again, that's not a heavenly prayer language. That's not some kind of blah, 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 blah. Someone speaking in a language they don't know. An unknown tongue is a foreign language. A foreign language is a language someone is speaking, they know what they're saying, but others don't know what they're saying. And God said, if any man speak in an unknown tongue, let it be by two, or at the most by three, and that by course, and let one interpret. You say, what does that mean? That means if you're going to allow people who do not speak the local language to speak in a church, do not have more than two or three languages being spoken. And do it by course. That means do it one at a time in order and there should be someone interpreting. So let's say we had, uh, we're a tree speaking church or let's say we're an English speaking church. And we had a guest pastor from Spain and a guest pastor from France and Russia and one from Portugal and one from Cameroon or one from Egypt. God says in one church service, don't have all those different people speaking. Keep it to two or three and make sure you have an interpreter. If there is no interpretation for that unknown tongue, then that person is to be silent. Look in verse 28. But if there be no interpreter, let him keep silence in the church and let him speak to himself and to God. In other words, if he wants to go alone and pray, speak to himself and to God, then that's perfectly fine but he's not to speak to the church without an interpreter. So when you go to a church service and someone stands up and just starts talking in a language no one understands, that's not biblical. That's not right. That's not from God. And it is forbidden in the scriptures. According to this chapter, does the Bible allow anyone to speak to the church in languages? It cannot be understood by others? No. According to verse 9, words spoken must be easily understood. According to verse 27, there must be an interpreter. According to verse 28, if there is no interpreter, then the one who cannot speak the local language is to sit down and be silent and he's only allowed to speak to himself and to God. 
So the Bible does not allow anyone to speak in church in languages that cannot be understood by others. God said that they are to speak one at a time. Now, I have not been in tongue-speaking churches. I have heard from a distance tongue-speaking churches. I have driven past outdoor services where people were holding these type of services. And I have seen more than one person talking at a time. Uh, I remember one time I was in my neighborhood where I live in Ghana, and a certain church was having a special outdoor service. And they had rented big speakers. And they had a bunch of chairs on the platform. And there were many people on the platform. And one man had a mic and he was talking. And then there was a woman and she was talking at the same time. This is confusion. This is not scriptural. The Bible very clearly says that if you got more than one speaker, they are to speak one at a time that all may learn and all may be comforted. To have more than one person speaking at a time would be confusion. You know, I think it's interesting. All of you watching right now today, you watch television. If you were to turn on this program, or you were to turn on any program, where people get up and they speak in languages that you can't understand, and you allow someone to convince you that that's from God. It is not from God. It is from Satan. It is of the devil. It is wrong. And you should not be going to those churches. You allow yourself to go to churches where multiple people are speaking at the same time, bringing confusion. And for some reason, you think that God is in that church. For some reason, you think the power of God is in that church. I'm telling you, the Bible explicitly tells you that is wrong. One by one. That all may learn and be edified and be comforted. This is the purpose of a church service. The purpose of a church service is not to bring confusion about what is being said. The Bible is very clear. How many speakers at one time? One by one. And then notice this in verse 32. And the spirits of the prophets are subject to the prophets. And God says that the spirit of the prophet must be subject to the prophet. If someone tells you, oh, I, I have lost control and I don't know what I'm saying and God is just... No, 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 no. That is not biblical. That is not of God. God says that the spirit of the prophet is subject to the prophet. To invite his spirit to bless you and to help you and teach you and edify and comfort you. And when God's spirit is working in your heart, you're not talking in a language you don't understand. And you're not confused. Many people testify that the Spirit of God overcomes them and they lose control. That's not of God, that's of Satan. 
Some people even fall on the ground and they jerk and they flop around and lose control. That's not of God, folks. The Bible is clear. I'll read it to you again. 1 Corinthians 14, verse 40. Let all things, not some things, all things. Let all things be done decently and in order that there be no confusion. I'll conclude with this. We'll review. The purpose for speaking in the church, according to this chapter, 1 Corinthians 14, is to edify, exhort, and comfort the church body. In order to accomplish this, church services are to be free of confusion and to be conducted decently and in order. Therefore, it is forbidden to speak in a language that is not understood by the congregation unless there is interpretation. Those who cannot speak in a language that is easily understood and who cannot interpret must keep quiet. Never should more than one person be speaking at a time. Having more than one speaker at a time is confusion. I hope this has helped you. I'm very aware that many people will listen to what I'm saying and they will reject it because of their pride, because they don't want to be told that they're wrong. But what I have done in this series of eight lessons on tongues is I have showed you from the Scripture what God says. And I hope you'll submit to it and believe it. And I hope that you'll stop attending these churches that are lying to you. They're not preaching the truth to you. And that bring confusion and don't preach the truth. If you have any doubts as to whether you'd go to heaven, I pray that you contact us because we'd like to help you to know.